Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, morning Russell. Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say, Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for blessing us with your revelation. We thank you for this opportunity to come before you. We thank you, Father, for the love that you pour upon us that is unconditional. That is not as we humans think, where we put conditions and limit it. If you do this, then I will do that. But your love for us is just the same as it was on the day one when you created us in your likeness, in your image. We thank you, Lord, that you are ever willing to shower that mercy upon us that overlooks all our sins, that still carries those eyes of love, that look upon us and offer grace. To say, let's pick you up, let's start once again. What lessons did you learn? We thank you, Lord, that you give for your son, your spirit, you give your word, you sent your prophets, all for our sake, to show us the way, to give us direction, to point us in the path of that light that you have shown for us, that we might not dwell in the darkness of chaos, of confusion, of limitation, of slavery, of sin. But we are able to rise up to where you are taking us, into your kingdom, into your light, and you shining your glory upon us. And we thank you, Father, that you pour your peace and joy into our hearts. That every time there is that new thing that you are going to do in us. It is essential that this joy be within us so that we can cast our worries outside that door and come into the secret place with you. Commune with you and receive that understanding, that wisdom that you will pour into our hearts that will help us rise above and beyond our current situation. We share that same peace and joy, Lord, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting, that are part of this praying family, with everyone for whom prayer requests have been made on this prayer group. And we share it with all Christians everywhere that do not know you and all those that do not want to know you. Let your grace shine down upon each Lord so that when you quicken them and call upon, when you quicken them and call them, draw them towards you and they call upon your name, then there is salvation, there is redemption. There is transformation. And we thank you, Father, for that. As we raise all our brothers and our sisters, unsaved ones, unsaved loved ones especially, in our prayer today. And we call on your name, the name of our Father, our Maker, our Creator, the Great I Am. And in the name of Jesus, your Son, the one through whom that redemption is made possible, the one through whom the divine exchange took place, and we shall reflect on that today and tomorrow in our morning encounter. And we pray in the name of His Spirit, the Spirit of the Living God, the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of Truth and Life and Light, the Father of all spirits to whom every spirit is subject. And he is the one who is with us now. It is He who reflects the very nature of the Father who has made His tabernacle within our body and gives life to our spirit. 
Lord, we thank you that you have blessed us with the gift of your word, your spirit, with the gift of prayer. That when we combine these three ingredients together, then all sorts of creation takes place. Then you start to do a new thing. When we ask in accordance with your will, we thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with angels with destiny help us to make it happen. That in areas where we fall short or out of our limitation, we are not able to reach that far to create that movement in the spirit realm. Then you send your anointed, your appointed to turn that direction and to renew something that was lost. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies and every physical need. And you show us through your word how that abundance can be achieved, Lord. We ask for that grace to be committed to that word and to keep on studying it. So that when we observe to do according to all that is written in it, then we know the promise that you have made us in Joshua 1 verse 8. That shall be fulfilled. We thank you, Lord. And as we make our prayer and reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. We also cover everyone that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by that same precious blood, Lord. And we declare it as our hedge of protection in the spirit. That every force of wickedness that comes against it, let it be judged by the fire of heaven and burnt there itself in the name of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy will, Lord. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us. To protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism and any kind of natural disasters. I declare that divine exemption over these, your chosen people, Father. I command that angelic protection in the mighty, unmatched and all-powerful name of the King of Kings, Jesus. At whose name... Every knee in heaven, on earth, in under the earth as well, must bow. We come in that name and we make that declaration today. We also declare the power in our spoken word by proclaiming your word, Lord, from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. That says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it, without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is our word that goes out of our mouths this day. And we declare that it will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it, when we send it in faith, in the name of Jesus. Galatians 3 verse 13 and 14. We say this in our I confess boldly. Today I'd like to dive a little deeper into that. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole. And then verse 14 says, he redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. 
so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Let's reflect on what the real meaning of this is. And there are many types of curses. And when you speak this verse, Galatians 3.13, we often think of curses in a generic way, but this one is very specific. It says, from the curse of the law. There are curses of spoken words from other people. There are curses through witchcraft and sorcery. But there are also curses from disobeying God's laws. And we see them in Deuteronomy 28, verse 15 onwards. Very frightful curses. Notable among them, verse 47, verse 48, that we can commonly relate to as a big one. And I'll read those two verses. It says, because you did not serve the Lord your God joyfully and gladly in the time of prosperity. We received our blessings and we forgot him. So what happens then? Verse 48. Therefore, in hunger and thirst, in nakedness and dire poverty, you will serve the enemies the Lord sends against you. He will put an iron yoke. Now he's talking about slavery. He will put an iron yoke on your neck until he has destroyed you. This is about receiving prosperity in our life and yet being ungrateful to him. Does sound familiar, doesn't it? How many times have we made that mistake? When we received a blessing, we forgot to say thank you. Today we are reflecting on those times when we have broken God's laws by disobeying him. But there is still hope and that's what these two verses are about. He has provided a way out through redemption and that also by fulfilling his law. He did not break, he did not circumvent it, he did not bypass it. He upheld his law. Look at what Jesus said in Matthew 5 verse 17. He said, I have not come to abolish the law or the prophets, but to fulfill them. And then we know that famous verse in John 10, 10. For here if he's saying, I have not come to abolish the law, then what has he come for? To uphold them and still provide abundance. That is what John 10, 10 talks about. So let's look at it more closely now and find out how. How did he uphold the law and yet bring abundance? Remove that curse that uh, Galatians 3.13 talks about. Galatians 13, uh, 3.13 says, Jesus Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. So we need to look at, well, how did he redeem? And it goes on to say, by becoming a curse himself, he completed that divine exchange. He took the curse from our life and he passed on, he exchanged it for the abundance that we can receive through grace. So he took the curse that is our sin upon himself. And now that is a deep mystery too. Let's touch upon it a little. When you look at his death, he hung on the pole. Now Moses' law in the Mosaic law in Deuteronomy 21 verse 23 says anyone who is hung on a tree is under God's curse. Are you seeing now when it says he's under God's curse, that is God put this curse upon him when he hung on the cross. And then in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 27, it says, God made him who knew no sin 
to be seen on our behalf, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So he, whatever righteousness he carried being sinless, he put that as if putting or clothing us with it. And he took what was on us upon himself. So he took our clothes of sin and he put his clothes of righteousness. So when God sees us, God sees his face, the one of righteousness and says, okay, redeemed, free from sin. Are you seeing that divine exchange taking place there? But for that, how did that really happen? For all sin to be put upon him and for him to be filled with sin, the Holy Spirit had to leave him first. That was his prayer of sweat in the Garden of Gethsemane. And then when he was, when he went to the cross, he cried, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He was not crying about, why did you let me die here and not save me? That negotiation was already done. He said, nevertheless, I shall drink this cup. Father, if this cup cannot be taken from me. So that was already discussed and finished. Here the cry was about, why are you leaving me? I cannot survive without you. And I can just imagine what God would have been saying to him. He would have, been, he would have said, this is important, son. We have to finish this. Man must be saved. It's only after the Spirit left him that all sin was then laid in upon him. Now, how was that sin laid in upon him? It had to be done according to the law. Again, see, he said, I came to uphold the law, not to abolish it. So it had to be done in accordance with the law. Now, when you look at what the law for that says, you go back to Leviticus 16, verses 21 and 22, where it says, Aaron, the high priest, I'm reading those two verses now. Aaron, the high priest, is to lay both hands on the head of the live goat. He became the scapegoat here. So Aaron is to lay both hands on the head of the live goat and confess over it all the wickedness, the rebellion, the sin of the Israelites, all their sin, and to put them on the goat's head. All the sins of the people put on the goat's head. He shall send the goat away into the wilderness in the care of someone appointed for the task. Verse 22, the goat will carry on itself all their sins to a remote place and the man shall then release it into the wilderness. So Jesus fulfilled this law, but for that the high priest had to confess the sins of the people upon him to fulfill this law. And that took place as we see when Caiaphas, the high priest, in John chapter 11, verse 50, he put all the sins of the people on Jesus when he said, you do not realize that it is better for you that one man die for the people than the whole nation perish. So he cast all their sins upon Jesus through that process. Now, even he didn't know that he was fulfilling his part as the high priest in keeping up with God's laws. But when we now read through it and join the dots, we understand why. Why did that take place? He was actually accusing Jesus. 
but unknowingly he cast the sins of the people upon him and it all worked out all the same. Jesus hung on the tree outside the city as prescribed. The Holy Spirit left him, all sin was cast upon him and the divine exchange took place. Now, if you want to read more on that divine exchange, you can read Hebrews 9 and 10. We reflected on it, on it yesterday as well about grace. But this talks about the blood of Jesus, these two chapters. And that atonement which was done once and for all. So Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 10. And we shall stop here with that. Tomorrow we shall continue on the other half of that exchange. The blessings. Father, in the name of Jesus, when we pray, we thank you, Lord, for that plan of our redemption. That right from the foundations of the earth, it was your plan to slay Jesus the Lamb. That he become the scapegoat for us, for our sins, that you knew because of our vulnerability, our weakness, our gullibility. Our inclination towards sin. We repent, Lord, for our sin, for our failure, for our vulnerability and weakness, for all the times we have disobeyed your law and gone against you. And we plead mercy over our lives and the lives of all those that we pray for today. That they might be partakers along with us in this divine exchange. That through the blood of Jesus, when we plead his blood, over all our lives, the ones that we are praying for, all their circumstances and situations. In each of those, Lord, your mercy covers it all and you work for the good to transform everything in their lives from a negative circumstance into positive. From doom to judgment to being moved into salvation and in your kingdom, into life. We come and surrender, Father, and we humbly ask for that mercy, that grace upon our lives today. And as we ask for that mercy and that grace, Lord, we thank you once again for the sacrifice that Jesus paid for our sake. We thank you, Father. As we make our prayer and our reflection today, we also pray and raise up all those that are battling sickness and disease, that are hospitalized, will undergo any kind of procedures. We pray for all families that are embattled, that are facing any kind of division and separation. We pray also, Lord, for all those that are yoked under any kind of strongholds, especially prayerlessness, ignorance of your will and your ways, Lord. So that even unknowingly, we are still disobeying that law and coming directly under the curse of law, struggling and suffering and yet not knowing that there was a way out provided through Jesus. We raise up also all those, Father, that are battling poverty, that are battling busyness. Let our eyes be open to the truth, Father. So that when we follow the ways that you have prescribed and when we use such systems of advantage that you have given us as Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 and 14 are pointing to, then we can call that abundance back into our life by coming into the right side 
of your law while obeying it. We pray also for our own personal needs and those of our families. Especially those members of our family and our friend circle that are not yet saved. Father, we thank you that you have heard us. And that you always hear us. And as we release our prayer and our faith, making this our prayer of agreement with each other. Believing your Holy Spirit also prays with us and on our behalf. That prayer made under an open heaven is an answered prayer. This is our faith. We believe we have received, Lord. And we now release that faith in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the Spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Kanda <laughs> Kada <laughs> <laughs> 
Parabanta krasta satele de jetele kreketeke. Oonanda rasta brakesta setele kestaya. Kedia de la rada bara 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 bara
This morning, just now, as we were praying, the vision that the Lord gave me was Jesus hanging on the cross. And this is the words he gave. Come, my children, and immerse yourselves under my cross so my blood can cleanse you, so my mercy can be poured upon you. The scripture that was read that I was given today is from Matthew 6, 24. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from Hebrews chapter 9, verse 15, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, For this reason, Christ is the mediator of a new covenant, that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance. Now that he has died as a ransom to set them free from the sins committed under the first covenant. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections, Brother Savio's powerful reflections he shares on all our platforms every day, as well as the daily rosary and divine mercy sessions and the Bible study sessions on Friday evenings, please share those. The recordings are available on YouTube. They're posted on Facebook. They're also available on our uh, Spotify podcast channel. And you can also share the links for Zoom and YouTube so that people can join uh, during the live sessions as well, if they would like to. All our sessions are run live on both these platforms. Give it as a gift, as we always say, because that one life transformed brings greater joy in heaven. And you can orchestrate that. You are the only one in that position to do it. That is why God has placed you there. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Also, a reminder about our Bible study topic for tomorrow. The topic is Implementing Spiritual Laws. This is a series and we will learn how to establish spiritual authority and remain in expectation. So we will also learn our authority as believers and then the spiritual and the spiritual law. Our authority as believers under the spiritual law. And then finally, we will learn how to activate that spiritual authority. Shall share links for people to join on Zoom and YouTube. Please share them and invite people to come and join us on Friday evening for Bible study. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful Thursday, everyone. Thank you, Thank Russell. You. God bless everyone.